Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. Hey, you got to get picked up to get canceled, you know, Dave? <laughs> so That's true. What are we worried about? <laughs> Cancel culture, baby. Oh, my God. You've been keeping up with uh, what's going on in the comedy world? Uh, I have uh, been a bit uh, somewhat blissfully unaware of mm-hmm. it. I mean, we all know, uh, yeah, Dalia. Dalia went down for creeping on youngsters. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird? Like, <laughs> but to think about like in the world of pornography, how it's just like eighteen. Oh, she's only eighteen. This eighteen, like, yeah, seventeen, total criminal. Eighteen, yeah, this commodity in pornography, like, yeah, man, what's being promoted there? <sighs> yeah, I, I never understood that, and man, just, uh, I mean, I don't want to. I don't know the dude. But, uh, I mean, I've done shows with him, and it's mm-hmm. just, uh, put it this way, uh, not a shocker. Like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, really? Just I, the vibe he puts out. I got nothing either way. You know, I've met the guy a few times. He's always been polite to me. I, find, I, find it's, when it, when it's, I think it's even more predatory. And I don't want to just talk shit, because now it's like, oh, you got to, mm-hmm. like, everybody jump on the train of, like, you know, now I see uh, like the the few times I do kind of go on Twitter. It's like cancel all white male comedians. No more white yeah. male. It's like all right, okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's uh, one solution for your corner of the world. That okay, I guess so. But uh, to be a guy who like doesn't drink, and then that's a story that comes out, mm-hmm. that, like, kind of makes it extra creepy, huh? Yeah, like. Stone soap. Not that drinking uh, offers an excuse for behavior, but mm-hmm. man, that's like kind of diabolical. Yeah, this is uh, premeditated. But like again, you, I'm you not put g- some thought into this. Yeah, I'm not going to go uh, uh, bonkers on it. There was, uh, you know, te- creepy text messages, and it was creepy. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll leave it at that. The world is already gonna. Cast its judgment before any court of law does. Uh, and I do not condone that behavior at all. But uh, One thing I've always noticed, and I've always been, I've seen a lot of these type of dudes in comedy. And I don't know if it's because I'm so old now that I, I disapprove. But whenever I see like a 35-year-old dude who knows a little too much about teen culture or youth culture, like, I don't know. It just seems like, eh, are you just educating yourself so you have something to connect with these girls about? Like, that just seems a bit odd. I know a bunch of comics. I'm not saying that the comics that do that necessarily are are doing anything wrong, but it's just a little suspicious when 35-year-old dude is up to date on what what the teens are talking about. That just seems odd. Yeah, I also, I mean, if if you're like... Man, teen girls are villainous. They are a... Like, they're what? They're villainous. 
Villainous, yeah. Horrifying creatures. <laughs> Never seen Mean Girls or Heathers or probably the Babysitters Club. I didn't read those books, but like they're 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 vengeful. They're a vengeful lot. What would you? What are you doing? Well, and just yeah, I don't know, man. Like some of it, like whatever the ones I read, like. I, I, oh man! All right, whatever you know. Hey, we're good, we're good to, everybody gets dragged over the coals for eventually. Now that everything's documented, but the mm-hmm. one where it was like, well, he sent me a message, and even though I was like, first I was like, I was eighteen, and she was twenty, and then he said, "Come to my hotel room." We went to his hotel room. It's like, let's not go full innocence here. He should have never yeah. exposed himself. You you are not a victim, but like, come on. What like and I'm not like I, I don't want this to be construed as any kind of victim blaming, mm-hmm. but when some of the stories are like, if you were creeped out right away, then stay creeped out. But yeah. don't be like, and then I was suspicious, but I did this, and then I was suspicious, and then I did that, but then I kept doing this, and I was like, well, all right. At what point is, is there some like you were aware of your actions? Mm-hmm. But and again, it does not there. In no way should any kind of exposure be condoned or anything like that. That's incorrect. I, I, I want like I want to be perfectly clear. I do not condone that behavior. But when it's yeah. like when it was like an eighteen-year-old, which again, if eighteen, like it's that weird thing where like the same thing with guys though of like. Mm-hmm. 17 that's statutory rape if a 19 year old woman has sex with a 17 year old guy but if that kid's 18 go to fucking war like well yeah why we've picked this age so i don't know who decided the ages you know the, the, the well the law did but that 18 is an adult and an adult can you know smoke cigarettes sign up for the military is legally responsible for their own actions. Mm-hmm. You can go to prison as an adult, even though you can't buy alcohol for three more years. Yeah. Yeah. That seems odd. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm wading into risky territory by saying some of these things, but I, it's like, <laughs> it's, it, I've always been fascinated. You know how we, we talk about like uh comedians on the hustle. You know, there's always, those comedians, some comedians, what they lack in talent, they'll make up for in the hustle and the grind, and they're moving and yeah. shaking. And yeah. I've always uh, been uh, weirdly fascinated by guys who apply that same type of effort to getting laid. It just like it seems like so much trouble and so much work just to always be chasing women, and and then even like especially when the age difference is so much, I wouldn't know where to begin a conversation with a, with an 18-year-old. Like, what the hell do we have in common? I just don't understand. That's why I'm suspicious of guys that are just a little too in the know of what's going on with the kids. Like, ugh, there's just something gross about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't... Uh, if there is any... Teen female fans of mine, trust me, I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> no, not at all. And I, I doubt there are any. So that's uh, also very <sighs> safe. But I don't, I barely want to talk to uh, the people I know and care about that are my own age. So don't, <laughs> don't worry. I want nothing to do with you. Go on. I mean, 
like I was talking with Bronger about TikTok, and it's just like subtle pornography. It's all like, look at me being really? cute, doing a choreographed dance that everybody's doing, but it's all just, it's mm-hmm. just tits and ass. It's tits and ass? Yeah. It's all tits and yeah. ass. Mm. But no, I'm just doing a dance. It's just the thing all the kids do. It's tits and ass. Mm. And it's like, all right, man. Cool. Let, let get, make sure China gets that algorithm down. I don't well, know and I'll say this about. about the whole creeps and stuff. Uh and I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I'm careful not to uh, virtue signal here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll just say this, fellas: it's not that hard to not be a creep. Like, just use some fucking common sense and some common decency. It's not that hard to just be a decent dude. Yeah. And well, I understand. I understand. Single guy, successful guy. He's got fans. He's on the road. Still, even with that, just set some parameters and stick to them. It's not that fucking hard. I mean, and I'll say this for, I'll say this for all comedians. Pretty much as a failsafe, if there's comedians that are their whole act is about how they're losers, and then they get celebrated for that act, and they finally don't mm-hmm. feel like a loser, there's an area of unchecked confidence. Let's say that comes with that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's what happens. Hey, you were you always felt like a piece of shit your whole life, and here's a little bit of fame. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it gets used. That 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 window gets uh, uh taken advantage of a lot of times. Of like, oh no, mm-hmm. I have access. Now people want to talk to me. Now women want to talk to me. Oh boy. So again, not excuses, just telling you what's going on out there. Well, and then there's some other stories popping up from some of his, uh, Delia's peers and colleagues about, um, you know, gatekeeping, so to speak, as far as, you know, oh, you want stage time, you got to give me a blowjob and stuff. Have you, mm-hmm. uh, you've been doing this long enough. Have, have you ever experienced anything really gratuitous in that arena I as far as to, bookers? I had to or, blow Pat Oswald so much <laughs> just to open for him all those years ago. <laughs> oh god he just talked about comic books the whole time too i'm like come on man i'm barely enjoying this all right it's really not my thing could you at least act like you're 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 grateful like i'm glad for the stage he he made you put on a stormtrooper trooper helmet oh god the only way he could come uh <laughs> That is, oh boy. Do, you, do we actually have to say uh, officially that that's not true nowadays? Because, yeah, yeah, that, that's not because true. Because humor, uh, oh God, read, reading stuff where people were like, well, uh, you know, uh, these people said on a podcast about <laughs> Chris D'Elia and just reading jokes in just the tone of an article that's about this issue. It's like, yeah, those aren't funny in the written word in this context. So. If somebody's mm-hmm. going to be like, well, Kyle Canaan said that he had to uh, fillet uh, the <laughs> voice of that rat from that movie. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of that movie. Um, no, no. What about gatekeeping? Have I ever? Yeah, I mean, have you ever experienced anyone? anything like, like, no, not you personally, but have you ever seen like bookers or, you know, uh, veteran comics that, that kind of uh, use that no, leverage? In in that area, I haven't no because 
I don't know, man. There's there's like different cliques in comedy. You know that. And mm-hmm. then some of them are the this clique of like famous dudes and like a, a crew of a, a crew of bros. And and I wasn't in with them. Not that that this behavior can't exist in other groups. I don't. I know there's mm-hmm. been some creeps. Mm-hmm. And there's been some guys where I'm like, I just, I got a vibe about this dude. And then stuff comes out yeah. later. They're like, oh yeah, he's a creep. And like, then came out like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was, I, I was, I was mm-hmm. correct to think that way. Uh, and yeah, I'm not, I'm trying like, <laughs> I no, I haven't seen it. But I've even thought, I mean, like, yeah. man, even it's like you get to a point, it's like it, it feels shitty, but you're like, ah, I'm good at comedy. And it's like, all right, I bet somebody wants to make out with me tonight. And then you're just waiting around, like, ah, it was funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk to everybody thinking, like, they are interested in me because now I have some sense mm-hmm. of self worth. And you find out if you're decent, you're like, no, that's not how it works. No. But even I, you know, I, and if that's your motivation, you're doing it for the wrong reason anyway. And yeah. I can, I can always spot those fucking idiots. I can always spot the comics that are doing it just to be cool and get laid. Ugh. Yeah, but on like, the other what side, a, but on the other side, the, the feeling of like, if you're somebody who never got laid, and all of a sudden you got attention, and again, these mm-hmm. aren't excuses, but psychologically, that like, it's like, oh, people are finally paying attention to me. You know, and some people mm-hmm. like, I mean, shit, I hoard around for a couple years. Well, definitely was whoring around. Now, that's not <clears throat> putting myself on anybody. I'm just saying myself. If somebody's mm-hmm. like, hey, funny, let's go do a thing. I'm like, okay. You know? Well, yeah, and that's different than you being a predator. No, but I was slutting around because I never had that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, to admit that, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, oh, there's a tension about like this now. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, I wouldn't offer anything to the world before I got yeah. some fame from comedy. So mm-hmm. it was always in my corner of like, all right, I guess I got to go like do the thing, like, hey, how's it going? Try and meet people at a bar. It was before like singles websites, and it was like kind of easier to be like, all right, I'm, swiping on you because I'm physically attracted to your face. Let's go meet for drinks with the pretense that we mm-hmm. know that this is on some level of attraction. Yeah. So I was like, if somebody came to me like, Hey, uh, you know, what's up? What do you want to do? I, I wasn't saying no. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in the realms of good taste and decency, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, but when you're, well, using self, your fame or, or using a little bit of self-respect yeah. that could have been. <laughs> but yeah man just what the fuck man like 17 18 year olds dude and and again it, it it's different if you're 22 and she's 18 but you're in your 30s fucking knock it off man there's it's just and it's just lame i would be embarrassed i would be embarrassed to be one of these celebrities, you know, I'm 50 and here's my 19-year-old girlfriend. I know legally, I guess that's fine, you know, but it just, just the uh, connotation of that. Like what, you couldn't, there's also the, I've always thought there was the connotation of like, oh, people your own age are onto your shit. So you're going to find some young, naive person who who, who doesn't know, know what they're doing yet and they're going to fall for all your tricks. I mean, 
who's the president and who's the president's wife right now? Like yeah, what more exactly. what more of an example of and those can be those are a lot of times mutually beneficial relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know? that's a good point too. That being said, like when when those cases do come out, like for example, I guess a few months ago it came out that uh Dennis Quaid was dating like a 26-year-old or something. Yeah. And that he was catching all this heat, and I know that's exactly the the scenario I just painted, but at the same time, like what what is she she doesn't have a say in this? The 26-year-old is just helpless. Yeah, you know she she's she's willing, she's cons- consenting, she's agreeing to this relationship. So I don't know. In those cases, it's like yeah, yeah, it might be creepy, but at the same time, I guess in the ba- if it's legal, then you know we can't paint her out to be this helpless victim because the the other thing too is would she be dating a sixty five year old if the guy worked at UPS or is she dating the B-list celebrity who's got millions of dollars and in the again, bank. Yeah, and if you revolt, reverse the genders in that age gap, would it be seen in mm-hmm. the same way? And and the same, like uh, you know, physical age and uh, and and mental age are, are two different things. I've known seventeen year olds that have had their shit together more than most adults. And in comedy, mm-hmm. we know fifty year olds that are helpless children. So yeah, I I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to get uh, vehement about one side or another because it's mm-hmm. a sensitive topic, and I'm like, I'm not just going to get be a loudmouth uh, about mm-hmm. one way or another. But yeah, it's it's a little bit like it's a little more nuanced than people that just want to immediately like, oh, that guy's seventy and she's uh, yeah, she's twenty six, she's twenty six, mm-hmm. she yeah. can make a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's unless somebody's kidnapped, brainwashed, drugged, what's then? Then why is there criticism here? Mm-hmm. You criticize her as much as you want to criticize him. Then, yeah. But now, is it weird? Like, okay, thirty six and eighteen—that's twice somebody's age. But again, eighteen, yeah. legal adult. Now you're saying somebody that a month ago when they were seventeen. Did not have the mental capabilities to make decisions, but now they're eighteen legally. They're like, "All right, yeah, go for it." Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, it's it's not just so cut and dry. Just because there's a legal number on that, boy, does that mm-hmm. an argument pedophiles want to use? I should need mm-hmm. to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mature nine year old, Your Honor. He's reading at a tenth grade level. <laughs> 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 oh boy! I can prove that we're the same maturity level. We both took the SATs last year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I realize I just uh, the argument I just had is the same one pedophiles use, and so that's why there's a legal age. We need to say something. There needs to be a number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's just not so cut and dry. That's creep. It's predatory when you're famous and you use your fame to lure women into your lair. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been times where it's like after shows and there's been girls around and they're like, hey, you were funny. I have then had the confidence to be able to be like, oh, thanks. What's your name? As opposed to any other mm-hmm. time in my life before comedy where I'm just like, I'm going to stare at this whiskey for another three hours and then go home. <laughs> so, Oh, man.
Speaking of creeps, Speaking I uh, I chased off a peep and Tom yesterday, or not yesterday, uh, two days ago. How'd, guy, how'd guy that go down? Spanking it. Guy spanking it right outside my window. Wasn't looking at me. He was looking at my neighbors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come on, Dave. But yeah, yeah, right outside my window. But like, um, you, you've seen my building. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's like a row of identical buildings, about six of these buildings all in a row. And uh, so the next, the next one over is literally 10 feet from my couch. And uh, we share a driveway with the other building. And uh, about four o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting here on the couch, and occasionally I'll hear footsteps on the driveway, mm-hmm. but I don't think too much about it because it's a shared driveway, two buildings, uh, eight different apartments. The tenants of eight different apartments uh, have access to the driveway. So every time I hear footsteps or anything, it doesn't, doesn't really alert me too much because it could just be one of the neighbors. Um, but I heard footsteps right outside the window, and I had my blinds uh, down and closed, but the window itself open. So I could still hear everything that's going out there. And uh heard this dude. I thought I heard like two people talking, like just kind of real muffled. Oh, the low. sound of one hand clapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh eventually I figured out it was just one guy. I was like, all right, so this weirdo's talking to himself. And then I heard like a creepy moan. Oh no. And and I peek I, I peek out the uh I peek, oh, no. <laughs> if you're trying to be window, stealth. Come on, man. Yeah. No, oh, he was like moaning and like talking to him. So like, yeah, yeah. You look at it. Like, I, I thought oh. I, before, like 30 seconds before I looked, I thought I heard shit like that. Like, oh, yeah, look at, you know, no. some sort of like self-encouragement of like, yeah, look at that. And I look out the window. <laughs> Come on, Gil. And yeah. And this dude is like all bent over, like trying to look up in the window of my neighbor's uh, house and their light the room of that where that window was the light was on and uh so there was somebody in there and uh dude's just all bent over looking up in there and uh just 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 wailing on himself really? and uh wow. all right i throw i i throw on the flip-flops run out the door and uh <laughs> i guess it's just, yeah, yeah, I was going. I did. I chased him like a whole block. And uh, in hindsight, I don't know what the hell I would have done had I caught him, because I'm not really interested in tangling with a guy who's jacking off. Oh, well, you've let him but, finish, uh, I, and then you let his nose in it. <laughs> I think what I was, my intentions were, I wanted to look. I wanted to get a look at the guy. I wanted to ID him so in case I ever saw him in the future. Uh, but he just he ran off, and I chased him like a whole block. And I'm in flip flops, and I'm not very fast anyway. So he pulled away. Well, that's what and, I'm uh, you got to scare him right when he comes. So that's what he associates yeah. with sexual pleasure. <laughs> but then yeah, that means, he, that means he's he... just going to be like he's just going to be jizzing all over at haunted houses and stuff. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, just uh, just people jacking it right here in the driveway, yeah. and uh, not on my watch. <laughs> you, this is a no. This is a no come zone right here, buddy. <laughs> What? <laughs> Jerking off, not on my watch. It's on the other <laughs> wrist. Um, ah, I, there was a joke that I thought I could make, and it uh, it wasn't good. I, I haven't been being, I haven't been humorous in a while, Dave. You haven't been humorous. No, I haven't. <laughs> Boy, I haven't, it has. It has been a while. I haven't been. <laughs> I've been funny in ten years. 
What's the matter, Kyle? I just don't feel humorous. I don't feel humorous anymore. <laughs> I haven't been doing many Zoom shows or nothing. Well, that's what are you? Uh, go ahead. I was going to say that's so you. How? What happened? He got away. Yeah, yeah, he got away. That's, you should have got. Um, he was pretty you fast. You had those Crocs. That if you would have let me get you those Crocs, you mm-hmm. throw the heel. You throw the heel strap on there, as somebody referred to it as being called in four low, which I thought was funny. Four low the heel strap. I, I was like, oh, you got to get it low. Like, What's uh, that mean? Four wheel drive low. Like, oh, ready for, oh, ready for traction. Right, right, right. <laughs> wearing those in four, four low. low. Um, I didn't get it right away either. It took me a while. But man, comfy, good treads, good spring. They yeah. stay on your foot. I need, uh, I need something like that for, for that exact occasion. Because I wouldn't have had time. My, my sneakers would have been uh, a better choice, but I didn't have time to put those on. So I just threw on the flip-flops, and then I'm chasing this guy down the sidewalk, and I realize immediately I don't have the equipment that I need to make this apprehension. So Was he like regular guy, maybe homeless guy? What's the? I couldn't tell. It was dark. I couldn't even tell his ethnicity because I only saw him uh, yeah. both when I saw him jacking off and when I was chasing him. I only saw him from behind. Uh, but he was real tall and super skinny. And the way he was running, dick was he was running red. like real... <laughs> He was running like real sporadically, like he's doing this weird, like s- unintentional serpentine yeah. down the sidewalk. And uh, so I don't know. He, 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 he kind of had the body language of like a meth head or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, yeah, just, uh, just peeping and tomming and jacking. There and uh, creep. The creeps are out. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the first peeping Tom I've got. I, I caught a peeping Tom. Uh, oh, no, I caught a guy jacking off in his car when I was in the van. And, uh, oh, now that the last two episodes are behind us, I can actually share some cop stories. Okay. Um, you told that story about but I, catching the guy jerking off in the car. I'm like, you're in a van doing whatever you're doing. Let the guy that's parked by himself do what he's doing. Nah, man. No. He get was some by blackout a warehouse. Curtains. He wasn't in a neighborhood. No. Nah. nah, that's my neighborhood, dude. What are you doing At least in get van? some blackout curtains. Yeah. You know, I, I black it out. I'd be real quiet, you know, take care of business. But uh, here's a fun little dumb cop story. Uh, one time I caught a dude jacking off in his car when I was a cop. Um, yeah. We used to catch, we used to catch, you'd be surprised how many people do that in public. Uh, and during the spring and summer months, um, when, when the gals are a little more scantily clad, I guess uh, that draws the perverts out. But uh, we used to catch people like in the Target parking lot all the time, just you know, once a month we'd catch somebody in a parking lot uh, jacking off, Dude. looking at you know pedestrians. Somebody on neck on the next door app uh, was was like caught a guy masturbating. This is the car he's driving, and it was the bright purple with like yellow with a yellow checkered flag on it. The Indy five hundred issue purple Corvette. <laughs> I'm like, man, why don't you just walk into the police station with your boner in your hand? If you want to be that, <laughs> that conspicuous, like, it's like, yeah. like a hot wheels car with a guy rubbing one out right in the middle of the day. Like this guy Ugh. gets is a, is there's a thrill for him to get caught. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I caught a dude at a park one time in his, uh, in his car jacking off and uh actually did surveillance on him for a few minutes to make sure he was doing what i thought he was doing and uh sure enough he was doing what i thought he was doing and uh we arrested him and uh what do you was that every time exposure or lewd activity yeah 
Yeah, I forgot the exact charge, but something along those lines. Um, but we arrested him. And uh, anytime you make an arrest with somebody in, uh, you know, who's driving a car or a vehicle, uh, nine times out of ten, you're going to tow that car. I would, little side note, a lot of times, if, you know, if I busted somebody for DUI or something and they were, mm. real, they, they were cool, I would give them the chance, like, hey, can your girlfriend be here in 20 minutes to grab your car? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do you that little favor so you don't, I don't have to tow it and when cost I, you all that extra money. When I got money. my DUI, I got lucky. They're like, normally we tow it, but there's a parking spot open across the street, so we're going to put it there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. See, silver, that's silver that's lining, a, you know. That's an example of a little discretion that a cop can use, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, this guy, we didn't give him that option, so we were towing the car. <laughs> Anytime you tow the car, you have to do an inventory of the car uh, just to make sure you, you inventory the contents. That way they say, you know, hey, I had a suitcase full of a million dollars in there, and now it's gone. Um, so so you inventory see. the car. See, <laughs> Yes, yes, that's where this is going. Oh, okay. And... I'm inventorying the car. I'm, you know, I'm looking under the seats and moving stuff around. And I wasn't really thinking. And oh, I grabbed no, a dang. t-shirt full of semen. Ah, grabbed a ah, just a just a a good old fashioned cum rag. Oh and, man, uh, no gloves on. Oh, and no, I, dang, I was. No. I've never been that disgusted and that angry at the same Dave, time. No. I, and no shit, I drove I drove lights and sirens with my hand out the window to the fire department. <laughs> so they me could down. Uh, they yeah, they disinfect they had all this, you know, high power chemical disinfectant and sanitizing stuff. And uh, we would always the here's a little side note, Cut little my uh, hand cops off. always if uh, <laughs> cops like to, uh, if you, if you got to take a ten one hundred, that's uh, use the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you, you do it at the firehouse because there's there's a lot more firehouses around than there are cop precincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by the nature of they need to their proximity of what they do. Um, so we were buddies with uh, several of the local firehouses, and uh, you know we'd always stop in, take a dump, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I drove lights and sirens. Uh, run what we called running code. I, I ran code to the fire department with my with my semen covered hand hanging out ran the window. Code with a fistful uh, of chode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. Yeah, be careful when you when you bust a public uh, masturbator. Don't don't grab any t shirts. Uh, oh, that reminds me too. This is funny. That reminds. Speaking of running code. <laughs> Uh, I ran code one time um, to the firehouse uh, just to take a dump. I was in the middle of a, a burglary call, and I'm talking to some sweet little old lady, and somebody broke in, stole her TV and stuff. So I'm, I'm on this call alone, and uh, and then out of nowhere, it just hit me. Like, oh, 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 shit, I, I, I got to go. So I faked, I faked getting a priority call. I, I, I said, I'm sorry, man. We got some stuff's going down. I got to go. And I, 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 I broke off of that call and I rode, uh, uh, co- I, I went code, I, uh, lights and sirens to the, uh, fire department. But then here's the thing too. Whenever, whenever someone in your area, another cop is running lights and sirens, you, you usually know about it because you hear it on the radio. You know, yeah. oh, a priority call went out, uh, you know, and everybody hears the priority call, and then they hear who is it's assigned to. So whenever, like, one of your partners is running lights and sirens, you always kind of know about it. Yeah. But uh, 
I ran lights and sirens to the to the firehouse to take a dump, and I I passed another <laughs> cop, another buddy, and he got me on the radio. We had a, a public channel where the nine one one operators would speak to us, and then we had a private channel where we could converse with other officers that didn't go on the main channel, so like people with police scanners and stuff couldn't hear that channel. Um, so you'd always say, you know, hey thirty one thirteen, click over to private. Yeah. And then uh, some guy saw me running lights and sirens, and he 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 asked me to click over to private. And he goes, uh, Stone, where, where are you going? You got something? I didn't hear a priority call go out over the radio. I'm like, No, I'm good. Ten one hundred. So <laughs> so sometimes when you see a police car running lights and sirens, uh, they may not be going to priority call. They may just have to go take a shit. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, a little inside baseball for you. That's when you see it with just the lights on, but not the sirens. <laughs> like, all right, we don't have to put the horns on, but. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm like running red lights and people well, are yielding to me. Did you go back to help to that lady? Yeah, yeah, I, I went back and finished up my report. So, but yeah, it's just yeah, so, something funny missing, about like. And somebody took a huge shit in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, uh, I guess that could be considered an abuse of power. I mean, so, in, in I'm the, guilty in of the, that. In the extended concept of the children's book, <laughs> everybody poops. <laughs> the, you know, it's not exempt in 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 any occupation. I mean, I'm sure there's you know, Navy SEALs that are just like, well, I you know, I gotta go. <laughs> it's you know. I, I I can't I can't blame you on that one. I don't think that's necessarily an abuse of power as much as it's like it's probably not good good, good for the officer to take a dump in the uh, mm-hmm. victim's home. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never done that. I've never asked a uh, a victim if I could use their shitter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, is it? Were you just not a good police officer? Not like not like you were evil, but just bad. You're, mm-hmm. maybe you're not good at the job. No, no, I was good. I just, you know I can't help when you got to take a dump. You know, yeah. It's like, you know, I, for me, like, get out of the way. We got an emergency. Well, for me, yeah. like, well, I guess yeah. For like a burly, like there's stuff like adrenaline does suppress your system. Like if like it's, it, mm-hmm. I can only speak in terms of doing a show and like oh I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, and you like oh hey, can you your own like oh well. Mm-hmm. It's locked up for now, but like it, like it, it the, yeah, the system gets overrode by the the adrenaline in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, what do people do? Like, there's got to be like fire, like like jet fighter pilots and stuff. Like for me, if I'm mm-hmm. going to go on a bike ride or a hike, I'm like I'm trying to dump out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like jet fighter pilots. Like, oh, I'm on watch, so we gotta <laughs> gotta clean out. Got to be ready for the skies. Got to make weight. They might, they might do what I do on a long road trip. If I'm taking a long road trip, if I'm driving all day on tour or something, just shut it down with some Pepto. Just closed. Really? You just, just shut it you down? Just do yeah. Oh, preemptive. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. yeah. preemptive strike. Yeah. I'll, I'll, po- I'll pop uh, two or three little Pepto tabs and uh, just shut her down. Yeah. Well, now that'll that'll, that'll buy you about. Now, or now we're back to classic boogie monster form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just talking about our systems. Ever, t- ever tell you the time I was uh, when I was tour managing uh, those bands uh, at one show in the middle of the show during a guitar solo? Our lead singer walked behind the Marshall stacks and took a dump in a trash can right there on stage. 
Oh boy, there he goes. All right, he's got two minutes to kill here during this solo. I was always, I always got in trouble because, like, in the middle of a party, I'd just be like, "I can't. What, what do you want me to do? Got to go. You got to go." So I'm like, not in the party, mm-hmm. but like using the bathroom. Then everybody else is waiting to pee, and you come out. You're like, "Yeah, man, I'm sorry. All right, it's the bathroom. I did what you do in bathrooms." <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but I have friends. I've got one friend in particular, and I'm not exaggerating. Every time he's been over to my apartment, he's taken a shit. Every time. Like, you could just count on it. Just up. He's here. Countdown to him asking to take a shit. Maybe you got you got a nice bathroom. You got a nice reading material. Yeah. You know, I, I got a good setup in there. Well, that's see, he made it attractive. Again, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to blame the victim here. But... <laughs> There's preventative steps. <laughs> Uncomfortable oh, toilet seat. I've man, we've been without a bidet and a squatty potty here mm-hmm. for like a week and a half now. I feel like yeah. a, I feel like an animal. I feel like, a, I, feel like a, <laughs> I feel like a dirty asshole animal, Dave. You're you're unclean. Oh, it's, I've got so spoiled with the setup I had at home. Oh man, those bidets oh, game changer. Just sitting here using toilet paper like a commoner. Did you get one? <laughs> I did. I haven't I haven't installed it yet. It finally came. I ordered it months ago, uh, and it finally showed up. But I, I I'm going to get it hooked up this they've week. They've been backed very excited. Up, pardon the pun, but yeah. they've been backed up with orders. I also uh, ordered some back when COVID first broke. You know, when everybody was kind of panicking with the toilet paper and stuff. Yeah. I uh, whenever that was, that was what late March. I ordered Dude, uh, all of spring because twelve March was like the yesterday was the first day of summer, uh huh, and the first day of spring was what March twenty first maybe March yeah something like that yeah so the so whole all of, all of season spring. of spring yeah I ordered a twelve pack of toilet paper back when all that chaos was going and it came two days ago it took like <laughs> three months to get here and I don't know if you saw uh, Ted Cruz posted something on Twitter a few weeks ago about some shitty toilet paper he got from China. Mine was mine must have been the same company because it was a 12-pack, but it was wrapped like in a kind of a loose plastic bag. <laughs> like it wasn't like sealed tight. It was just imagine like a giant uh, um, sandwich bag. What, what do you call it? a Ziploc bag? Um, and they but and the, the rolls were like half the size. Like it was a small, it was like a dozen tiny rolls of toilet paper. I wonder if they're just selling and the took, halvesies that they take out of the hotel rooms. Oh, <laughs> they could. But yeah, literally, they were half the size of a normal roll and uh, just tw- just a dozen of them, and it took three months. So that's efficient shopping. I uh, So we've been up here for a week and a half, maybe. But I like I got back right before St. Patrick's Day from tour, and like Rachel had ordered bidets, and we we're like all set up. I just st- cracked into my third mm-hmm. roll of toilet paper, like third like, roll, not weeks. third pack. Third roll. Wow, bidet, buddy, bidet, dude. That's that's bidet efficient. Day all day, all day bidet. Just I mean, you got nothing else going on. I can't get, wait. Get yourself a clean bud. <laughs> get yourself. Dude, I uh I pulled an ab muscle yesterday. 
I know that's weird. I didn't think I even had them. I uh, <laughs> I, I seriously hurt myself. I, I was like injured for like an hour. What, I was. Uh, what happened? Stand I was up just, too fast I was, checking the broiler. What happened? I was, I was stretching. I literally just did one of those. Like I was laying on the couch and I did one of those full body stretches. Mm-hmm. And I like I thought I was having a appendectomy or something. Uh, or yeah, like my. I guess I pulled an ab muscle, but like just the worst pain. In my lower left abdomen area, and uh, dude, I was like I couldn't move for like two minutes, and then uh, finally, kind of kind of like a cramp, could be like a hernia. Oh, oh, I hope it's oh, I hope that's not what it was. Check your but, uh, uh, check your pouch, man. Make sure you got no no. Uh, yeah, I've already had that. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I got the nut hernia years ago, but yeah. no, I think I just I stretched too hard and I pulled an ab muscle. So that was that was a bummer. I was out of commission for about an hour and then sore the whole next day. So yeah, it's been a rough week over here, man. Yeah, well, you're chasing down perps, man. It's <laughs> because you don't got a uniform on anymore. Doesn't mean you can't be chasing down perps. That's true. Yeah, I just been getting. Dude, fat. I got Costco membership. I got tubs of sauces that I've just been. I've just been like I I have to stop myself from going full Winnie the Pooh with with some <laughs> of the stuff. Just a, one hand and some artichoke parmesan dip, the other hand and oh. the stuff called bitchin' sauce. Just smearing. Oh in my yeah, mouth you like sent a me a picture of that bear with no pants on. <laughs> Man, I just yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I was telling, I sent you that sauce. Get it, get it. But yeah, you get. I know it's old. Uh, you know, old hat. To talk about Costco, but it's the how mesmerizing it is when everything in there is large. You don't realize the impracticality of the size because everything yeah. is large. It's like being in a. It's like being at some Disney World ride where it's like, oh, every like the opposite of it's a small world. I guess is where I was going in my brain with that. But it's, yeah, just like no, this is the size of stuff here. So I'll get a tub of this, and I'll get a tub of this, and then you get it home, and it doesn't like doesn't fit in a shelf, and it doesn't fit in mm-hmm. a drawer. You're like, oh, oh, I checked out from reality when I walked in there because the, the yeah. If I I I say I think it's the ceiling height. If the ceilings were lower, the items wouldn't look as large. <laughs> it's because the yeah. I always wonder about there. that. Yeah. Like I get it if you've got I think a the huge carts family are too. I think the carts are bigger. That's how they do it. It's all manipulation, Dave. Another new low rent conspiracy. <laughs> Much like Trade Joe's parking lots, Costco. <laughs> Everything's just a little bit larger, so you feel small. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the reason I haven't pulled the trigger on a Costco membership yet. Just because I hate, like you, I hate wasting food. And then I'm like, I yeah, Dave, am I going like to be able to eat? Food. <laughs> I hate I hate to waste food, uh, but I just worry. Like, am I going to be able to eat this before it goes bad? Yeah. Like somebody yes, sent me. Did I tell you somebody sent me a one gallon tub of Duke's mayonnaise that they got from Costco? And what are you doing and, with the uh, empty jar now? And I'm <laughs> I'm concerned that I won't be able to finish and craft it. stuff in there. Oh, I, but I am concerned that I won't be able to eat it before it goes bad. Yeah, I mean, a gallon. Yeah. I mean, I, I take it as a challenge. You know my stance, I'm, I'm going to do my man, best. Man. Yeah, doesn't go bad. No, nah, man. Just, just Dude, pour, that, I, uh, pour that weird little mayonnaise lake that forms at the top and pour that out and get right to it. <laughs> 
dude, did I tell you? Um, <laughs> that is so gross. Like, I've never seen it with a mayonnaise. I see it with a sour cream all the time. Oh, you open sour, sour cream, cream, and there's a little pond. little pond, little puddle. <laughs> dude, uh, did I tell you Katie bought me a Traeger grill? You were saying the pellet that, grill. So it gets you take the little like rabbit food and it burns that. Dude, okay. I used to kind of turn my nose up at it because uh-huh. it's it's like in in terms of like competition barbecue, it would be considered cheating. But it's still wood and it's smoke and the and the end product is amazing. But it, dude, it is the most convenient thing. It's literally like a set it and forget it. It's like a, it's like an oven. It's like a like a smoker oven. You just you type in you you throw in the pellets. You throw your meat on, and you literally you, you there's you know there's a dial. You can go two hundred, two twenty five, two fifty, two seventy, whatever. So you set your temp, and then you can set the time, and you don't have to do anything. Like the the biggest, and and I get that it's it's cheating, but like. My point is, if the end product is the same or or better, then then what do I care? But not to bore you with details, but the the biggest part Go about on, barbecue, the whole challenge of barbecue is find getting that temperature that you want. Whether you know certain different meats, different temperatures, but like for example, if, if you're doing a, a pork shoulder, you want to do about two twenty five. And you want to do it for about 12 to 13 hours, right? So the biggest challenge in that is keeping that fire at 225. Because if it if it peaks and valleys, you know, it's going to make the meat tough. It's not going to be as good as it can be. So the whole challenge with barbecue simply is reaching that desired temp and then keeping it there for the duration of the cook. And that's a pain in the ass. You got to babysit it. It's a pain in the ass, but it's also part of the fun and yeah, part of the challenge. The, isn't that the art of it that you got to tend? Yeah, to that, it? that is the art of it. But depending, you know, you could look at it. It's like, well, this is a fucking pain in the ass, and sometimes it is, and sometimes but if you it's just fun. want something but cooked my, over wood fire, right, dude? You want you just it, set yeah. the temp and set the time and let it do its thing. It's the most convenient thing. Set it and forget. I've I've used it three times this week. She got it for me. I've only had it like six days, and I've already used it three times. It's it's so much fun. What'd you make on that? And it's, dude, I've made two different types of ribs, and I made a pork shoulder. And, dude, just, I made baby backs, I made spare ribs. Dude, so much fun. Like, I'm going to use it every day now, because it's this easy. I can't, I'm going to get, you think I'm fat now. I was going to say, you wait. can you, does your heart keep you awake at night? <laughs> Uh, I'm Does good. Does your heart just sound like a strong like a freight like train two towns over, clicking over a break <laughs> in the tracks? Because <laughs> I we went oh. we went to Rachel's brother's and he like he's a real good cook too. He's he's got Trigger Grill too. He made uh, shrimp tacos that were really good, and I just kept going for it, and I ate so much that I couldn't sleep. Really, like I had a, there was a level of. Panic! <laughs> like I had anxiety about how much food I ate. Oh man! And I, could, I, I was so. like, I was like, I could feel my heart working real hard. Like I, I like felt like my heart was like Lucille Ball on the, in the like the chocolate factory line, just trying <laughs> to keep up and really struggling. <laughs> like I could, I could, I could feel my heart sweating. Mm. 
Nah, man, that's just the cost of doing business. Yeah. That's just part of the game. <laughs> cost of doing business is eventually going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I'm having fun over here. That's, that's taking good, taking man. my barbecue game to the next level. People, I, so, and I, I know, like, barbecue purists, you know, shit on pellet grills. And I used to do that, too. Because um, it is cheating. But, you know, who gives a shit? The end result is delicious smoked meat. What do I care? But you already know you have the skill. Mm-hmm. And now you want to go back and be like, you know what, tonight, I know I know what I'm doing. But I just want to do yeah. this. Easy. It's like it's like when mountain bikers. Now there's like electric mountain bikes. That's like pedal assist mountain mm-hmm. bikes. And like, yeah, you got guys. Yeah, I've been mountain biking for 25 years, and my knees are blowing out. And now this gets me up the hill, and I can go down and do the cool stuff. So it's like, yeah, I can't blame I you for it. that. You didn't. It's no. when it's when like the people come just zipping by, like, well, how's it going? Like you're gonna eat mm-hmm. your own asshole going down this hill because you got up <laughs> too easy and you got no reverence for the hill right now. Yeah, but respect how's, it. it's like opened up back down there, right? Didn't they go through, isn't like phase one or whatever of opening up? Yeah, down here uh, in Long Beach anyway. Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're L.A. County here still. So, yeah, I think uh, most everything has opened up. So I'm not, uh, Katie and I both have agreed that uh, we have no interest in going out, uh, you know, to bars or restaurants yeah, we were anytime gonna, soon. We are going to try and go to this place. Over here, that had like tables set up out in the parking lot, so everybody was six feet away from each other. So just the feeling going out and having a meal, but it was like I was telling you before we started because it's like yesterday was the longest day of the summer, and it's mm-hmm. you know Portland's northernmost Oregon, so it's high up in longitude. Mm-hmm. I want to get that one right. That it doesn't get like the sun doesn't even set until. It feels like eight thirty, quarter to nine, and then it's then it, it's still like dusky out there. So we're like, oh, we'll go out. We're sitting there, like, yeah, we're gonna order some food. And the guy's like, actually, we're closing soon. We're like, why are you talking about? It? You know, he's like, it's quarter to eleven right now. We're like, oh, okay. Like we just started getting drinks on. I'm just getting, I'm just getting fat on sauces. I'm getting fat on local. Like I don't like craft beers, but I'm drinking all these ciders. It's sweet. I like beers. a good cider. Oh, just a dry, like a pear cider. Oh, I'm drinking a dry Cascadia, dry hard apple cider. Ooh, nine. Okay, six point nine percent alcohol wow. in one of these in a tall boy. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna have a beer, and all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> man, uh, going back to the trigger box, real quick. All of a sudden, I dropped my fucking weed in the <laughs> toilet again. I am very excited to, um, I feel like my barbecue game is pretty solid, but I will admit it's fairly narrow in that most of my experience with barbecue uh, would fall under American barbecue, you know, those those flavor profiles Mm -hmm. with the similar rubs and stuff. I'm very excited now that I got this thing. I'm going to really try to... uh, venture out into other uh, ethnic food barbecue. Meaning, for example, like I want to make like my version of like tandoori chicken. I'm going to make like some smoked Indian chicken or some Italian smoked seafood, you know, just different rubs, different spices, different flavor profiles other than I love American barbecue, but, you know, that's 
that's all kind of under a, a pretty narrow umbrella, whether it be, you know, Texas style brisket or Carolina style pork. But I, I really want to mess around with like, you know, Mexican food and Indian food like and seafood. I was curious about like, mm-hmm. do you do it like you ever smoke fish? I don't think I have. I mean, I've smoked salmon, but I, uh, that's one thing I'm excited about is doing some like Italian style smoked fish with some mm-hmm. like oregano and some herbs and olive oil and stuff and just getting the right wood, getting some oak or something and seeing what I can do with some swordfish or something like that. Oh, swordfish. Mm, very oh, excited. Well, the first time I got sort of like a swordfish steak, let's see it. I'm like, this is a steak. This mm-hmm. is like a steak. Oh. This is great. Mm. Damn, I'm hungry now. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Dave, I'm, I'm down, so right? Hungry right now. I mean, I hear you talk about food every <laughs> goddamn week. And for some this week, I'm like, I've, I'm a real fat ass up here just eating my dips and drinking my drinks. And now I'm like, smoked swordfish, whatever. Yeah, give it to me. I got, there's a dips. ramen place over here. We got some ramen. I'm like, yeah, give it to me spicy. I always order the spicy. Took mm-hmm. me down a peg. Really? I tapped out what halfway through. Really? Had, well, you're a spicy I mean, one, guy. I had it the next day. I know I'm a spicy fella. <laughs> but it got, I was like, I, we're both eating. I'm like, I can't, I can't. She's like, you're full? I'm like, no, but I can't. I can't. The spice overrode my <laughs> hunger. I would say like, we, uh, speak- spice is like an appetite suppressant, maybe. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. Huh. I'm on the spice good, diet. What's that? Question. Oh, I just burn the inside of my mouth so much I can't eat anymore. And we got also, a Silver Lake ramen down so here now. Out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Silver Lake ramen branch down here in Long Beach now. Oh yeah, all right, that's a tasty yeah. place. Okay. I love, wait. I love some good ramen. Love some good ramen. Yeah, they got a lot. Of, they got round table pizzas up here. I miss round table. Ooh yeah, get that buffet. Well, that, that's a solid pizza buffet. Nobody's going inside the round tables, but I, oh, I forgot right, right, how yeah. much I like round table. As far as your Pizza places, and I know I've been singing a praise of Pizza Hut that I can't, finally came back around them. But if you <laughs> yeah. got a round table, mm-hmm. my friend, enter, cross yeah. that drawbridge, and enter the castle of the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> oh, I never even made that connection. Yeah, and all their I'm pizza, so like because I'm they, the I get like the the Guinevere's Garden. They're all like. That and then there's just Maui Zowie <laughs> for the Hawaiian pizza. They made no effort to go along with any kind of theme of royalty. <laughs> oh boy! Well, what so you're having fun up there. You're still you're still up in uh, Oregon. In Oregon for the foreseeable future, gonna go and get some bikes and go ride around the beautiful. I was I was driving back from a thing today, and all of a sudden there's Mount Hood over here, which I forgot yeah i was looking at maps but it's just the highway was leading right towards it, and it was clear skies and this beautiful snow-capped peak it's like oh like it's just driving so, oh shit like a lot of excitement so we did a little we did some hikes and some nature walks and uh place where stan has uh it's like a subdivision so it's like a regular little suburban subdivision but there's a redwood in the mm-hmm. yard whole wow. ass redwood tree Towering. Oh, is that the picture you sent me? Was that in your yard? Oh yeah, what was I just drunk in the yard sending you pictures? Yeah, yeah, that was uh-huh. yeah, that was, that was me just okay. sitting in a lawn chair drunk, <laughs> taking pictures. Of I mean, dude, I could that's see without, pretty cool. Without getting out of the to lawn have, chair, <laughs> <laughs> to have a redwood in your yard—that's that's pretty rad. It's a pretty neat thing to kind of just sit and ponder if you want to be like, oh well, 
this tree at this height, I haven't sorted out, I can't judge height or anything, but thinking about a living entity that's hundreds of years old, like when you go to, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to Sequoia or the Redwoods, they'll say like, this tree mm-hmm. is dated to then, like this tree was around when, uh, you know, and they say different points in history that really puts it in perspective, mm-hmm. like yeah. the pyramids were built, this tree was... A, this tree was here while the pyramids were being built, and that makes that, it... That's insane. Yeah, to just think of a living organism that's been around for that long. So that kind of perspective I think of that. Really makes it, uh, me appreciate it. Yeah. I always think of that when I see those giant tortoises... Oh, those big oh. ass, those big ass turtles. Some of those can live to be like 180 years old, and that blows my mind in a historical context to think about a turtle swimming around right now today that was alive during the Civil War. Some of that, that blows my mind. I'm going to the computer now. I want to look up oldest oldest tortoise. Oldest that tortoise has seen some shit. I wonder. I mean, 187 oldest known animal in the world. Is Jonathan is a tortoise named Jonathan? Has he been named Jonathan for 187 years? <laughs> Has there been that many well, people? Like just just uh, just young young you know children as they grow and are senior citizens and then elderly have been like. By the way, this is Jonathan. He'll he'll be around. <laughs> um. Oh, dude. This uh, this is kind of related, but not really. Um. I watched uh, Parenthood last night. The old, uh, I know they made a TV version of that. Steve Martin. Classic stuff. I don't know why this blew my mind, but in that movie, in that movie, um, there's five generations of that family in that movie. So there's this really, the, the old grandma, Steve Martin's grandma is in that movie. So, so, you know, she's, she's the oldest so that's his grandma. Yeah, yeah. And then Steve Martin's got these two sisters, and one of her sisters, or one of his sisters, has a teenage daughter. Yeah. The blonde girl that's that's dating Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh, Martha Plimpton. Yes, yes. I can never remember her name. And the young, but young Joaquin she, Phoenix is her brother in that movie. Yeah, young Joaquin. But Martha, blondie Martha there, she has a baby. And so that means that that old lady is that baby's great great grandmother. And I know this is fiction. I know it's just a movie, but the concept of a great great grandmother or grandfather who's alive that blows my mind. Like five generations. Well, I mean, if you think nowadays with the way healthcare is and how long people can live, and then you get some of these, you know, people that you know. Going back to the creepier earlier part of our talk about mm-hmm. need a lot of know, teen pregnancies to yeah, pull that off. Teen, teen, teen moms, <laughs> teen pregnant, but like have a sixteen-year-old as a sixteen-year-old that has a sixteen-year-old. Like Ray, Rafe Williams is a hilarious comic from St. Louis, and he's got uh-huh. just a huge chunk of material about how he was a. It's like it's weird to tell your son because like, like his he's a grandfather before he was forty, mm-hmm. and he's like. That's trying to, crazy. Trying to tell his 18-year-old son when he's 36, like, you're having a kid now? It's a huge mistake because I... Uh. <laughs> he's, I mean, he'll, obviously, it's his material, but he, but just hilarious perspective of like, what are you doing? You're going to ruin your life. Also, I love you. You're the best thing that's ever happened. 
He's a grandfather. Wow. He was a grandfather before he was 40. My um, my high school girlfriend, my first little high school girlfriend, is a grandmother now. That blows my mind. Wow. I don't see how people do that. I don't. I, I mean, it's I, well. Do I, we? Well, see, when a man <laughs> meets a woman, Dave, and then uh, they fall in love. Okay. And eventually, there's kissing and there's hugging. And, oh. Did I ever tell you? Uh, I was talking about this with Katie the other day. Uh, speaking of which, um, speaking when I first of learned, which. when I first learned what sex was in intercourse. For some reason, I thought, well, when I first learned that, you know, the penis goes in the vagina, for like a year, I thought that the guy sticks the penis in the vagina, and then they just kind of sit there and hang out. I didn't know anything about repetition or rhythm, or <laughs> I thought, you just like, all right, it's in, and now we wait. And for some fellas, that's enough. <laughs> But I really, like, for the first couple of years after I learned what sex was, I thought that's what it was. Like, just like a like an airplane yeah. getting its uh, fuel mid-flight. I, just, all right, it's hooked up, and here we are. Dude, I mean, like, this is a, a longer conversation, probably for a different podcast. But, you know, <laughs> when I, I, like, I can't imagine the age at which you could just look up something online and see it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I was in junior high. It was a, uh, it was a uh, Addison days, and I was hanging out, and like all the kids around this other kid who's kind of like a bad kid, but he, his last name started with a K and started by, and so we were always like next to each other in gym class, and then we had to uh-huh. line up for stuff, so we were kind of <laughs> just by default knew each other and buddies. He's like, "Oh, you want to come over to my house? My parents, like, my dad lives near here," and so we walked over there. And he lived in an apartment. And this is like what, you know, what you don't realize when you're younger. Like if somebody lives in an apartment when you live in the suburbs, you're like, oh, man, you must have it rough. Because the idea of living yeah. in an apartment was foreign. Mm-hmm. And so we go into this apartment. And he's like, hey, wait here. Hey, I'm going to put this video on. This is Michael Jordan documentary. It's pretty cool. And he just put in a porno movie. And he may as well have put on Faces of Death because I had no idea what I was watching. <laughs> It wasn't, I didn't Aww. see two individual bodies. I just saw just the machinery. Yeah. Just the, just the, you know, just the viscous machinery going back and forth. And I was just like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and he's like, ha, right. And I'm just like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> I didn't even know what part I was looking, going into what other part. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, th-. like it took me a minute. Like, oh, it's sex. That's sex. <laughs> but then I was like, yeah, that can be terrifying. It, well, it's no it's setup, still terrifying sometimes. No setup, yeah. nothing. Just there you go. Mm. So, no smooth introduction Gross. to that subject for a youngster. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, no comfortable way to just have a talk about it. Yeah. All right, buddy. Mm. Speaking of uncomfortable talks, I got family zoom in 20 minutes. Okay. Um, how are they doing? No, they're all doing great. Pat and Deb put in yeah. a. Well, they did the re- repaired the deck. Just it's calling over there. It's, like, it's eighty five degrees out. My mom's like, "We're me and your dad are both taking turns just out there painting and hammering stuff." And it's like, get someone to do it. Mm-hmm. You're in your seventies. Yeah. yeah, don't be a hero. Yeah, what do you like? Kick back for the love of Christ. 
<laughs> no, they're just sweating. Fucking sweating, just a, having a proud heart attack out there. <laughs> Painting the porch. I got it. I got <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, buddy. Well, any any recipes? Just excited about the Traeger Grill that we're not sponsored by, but we're endorsed. <laughs> I'll endorse products that I like. We don't be sponsored by yeah. this product. Also, yeah, I got my dad for Father's Day. I got volcanic peppers, so I know we had other peppers that we like. Bravado Spice. I've given you some mm-hmm. of that stuff, but uh, nice. volcanic volcanic peppers is a good place. They have an Aleppo pepper. It's not very hot. That's just the name of a pepper. Okay. For, oh, why did I? What happened here? I accidentally took you're right. you. Sorry, I put you on speakerphone and it creeped me out. Oh, that's oh, that's all right. But um, and he realizes I'm saying that I'm talking about Father's Day, and uh, yesterday was Father's Day, and I hope you're doing all right, Dave. I know. Uh, oh, thanks, buddy. You know, nah, I'm good. Um, it's weird. Um, I was talking about this on the Stonebergs, but uh, my uh, my dad passed the week of Father's Day, so uh, Wednesday will be his two year anniversary. So, uh, shout out to uh, old Don Stone, rest in peace, wherever he may be. uh, But yeah, no, I'm good. Make a tribute dish on the Traeger Grill. Grill. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm I'm starting a little tradition where uh, I did this last year where I just, uh, I have a little Don Stone day where I, I, you know, I'll watch a couple movies that he used to like and I'll have, you know, I'll eat something that he would, that he used to like to eat or just a little tribute, so yeah, I'll probably whip up some uh, some smoked wings or something for him on Wednesday. But uh, oh, that's cool. But yeah, I'm good. All's good. All, All right, is good. Man. Well, good, good to hear that. So. Then. All right. Well, yeah, man. Enjoy your tribute, your tribute day, and your tribute wings. And uh, yeah, man. I guess we'll we'll get on it again soon enough. Yeah, buddy. All right, man. Stay away from those uh, teenage. Uh, uh, Instant messages. Everyone, so. stay away. <laughs> don't slide. Age appropriate. In, don't slide into anything unless you're in a softball yeah. league. Yeah. If you're in your thirties, don't slide into anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. All right, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Be good. The Boogie Monster.
Scarfans Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.